It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. I mean, I'm trying to do my own Porthos thing over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Drunk and fat. Drug- Oliver Platt as Porthos is such a great character. Oliver Platt <laughs> reoccurs in my life so many times that I forget how much I love Oliver Platt. He he is the Chris Kirkpatrick of the Three Musketeers. That's why. Oh, he that's a good way to put Not it. Not only does he look like Chris Kirkpatrick, yeah, he's literally straight up the Chris Kirkpatrick. The way he acts and everything, it looks like he ate Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, he could have eaten two Chris Kirkpatricks. Welcome, 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 everybody. Yeah, welcome to another episode of ICBTB podcast. Or uh, also known as It Can't Be That Bad podcast. Baddies, uh, if you haven't yet, for you first-time listeners, um, check out the rest of our episodes. Also, get onto Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and leave a review because that really helps. I think the best way to get there is check us out on our website. It's it can't be that bad.com or icbtb.com, guys. Check it yep. out. Revet, 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 Review Whoa, us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Review us and like us and let us know. Please like us. Are you a DJ? Was that a DJ scratch right there? Uh, and everybody else who comes back out here in Boston will get a free car. This is Dingo and the Baby. <laughs> a nice family guy reference. That's my favorite episode. Dingo and the Baby is one of my favorites. What would your DJ name be? Mm, give me give me seven seconds to think about that. Please count it out. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. DJ Tentos. Ten toes? That's right, bro. Because my name is Alejandro with the ten toe. That's right. I got six of them on one foot and four on the other. Ah, oh, man. You would be a weird looking motherfucker if you <laughs> had six on one and four on the, the other. Here's the thing is that would be my catchphrase, but I would never like wear sandals. So people would be oh. like, you know, I've never actually seen DJ Ten Toes Ten Toes. You should wear Crocs <laughs> with no socks so that people could get like a so little bit. So I could peak. be like a rhymer? I got this crock with no socks, and you hey, can't see my DJ, toes. If you're a DJ, you're halfway there. Would I put which toe would I move over to my other foot? Two big toes. Uh, oh, <laughs> dude, two big toes would be a crazy <laughs> sight. How do you even call it a big toe? Because if there are two of them, is one really bigger than the other? Two thumb toes. Ugh, gross. Megan Fox. Mm. Megan Fox toes. I don't think that's true. I think that was an internet. internet. Dude, I don't even care if she were to have thumbs that look like toes. What are you looking at? Her thumbs. When you like kiss her and when you hold her hand and all that stuff, you're looking. Dude, thumbs, thumbs are the thumbs. first thing I judge a woman on. Really? Yeah, I say, hey, let me see your hands. Look how clean they are. And if not, I offer them some Purell. So if you were to go on, <laughs> nice. Thank during you. this day and age, mm-hmm. you were doing it just right, my friend. So during Tinder, like when the first thing you say is mm-hmm. like, hey, how you doing? Can I see your thumbs? <laughs> hey, how you? it's actually in the bio. Three questions right off the bat. One, can I see your thumbs? Two, how long have you had those thumbs? Three, can you get rid of those thumbs? And then the rest of my bio. I'm six foot two. I weigh two hundred pounds. Uh, it's a pure beefcake baby body right here. You get reported real quick. Why? I wouldn't trust you. You wouldn't trust me. You would have sunglasses in every single picture, and you'd be asking about thumbs. You sound freaky deaky. My Tinder gets okay. I, you know. Have you ever had a Tinder? Yeah. Oh, how's of course it? I. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know. Some people you go have, on Raya. You, you have to, and you have to have a couple. I have I have a Tinder profile. I got Bumble. I got Coffee Meets Bagel. You know, you got to be a single person in this day and age. You got to do the thing. Would you ever use one of those sites? And we're going to get to the movie, but I do want to ask Apparently one not. more question. <laughs> Would you ever use one of those sites where you could, it's kind of like a dating app, but for sugar mamas and sugar daddies? Oh, 
Uh, well, I don't know if they have one for sugar mamas. I definitely know they have one for sugar daddy. So I I've heard so much there's about gotta that. has got to be a sugar mama one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to know a girl. I used to work with a gal at the Cheesecake Factory. Her sister used to do stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, and like go on dates, quotes, air yeah. quotes, um, and get gifts. And it's all up to the girl quotes. how far she wants to go. I mean, with it's a date. Whatever the agreement is, it could just girls be a just date. write on this website. They'll be like, "I want my dream date is a dinner to the Cheesecake Factory and a five hundred dollar Amazon gift card." <laughs> and people are like, uh, "I can take you on that dream date." Yeah, yeah, that that's fine. God, I love this country. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we let our friends know since they kind of got a little teaser taste in the beginning. Um, yeah. But we'll say it again, official Al. Yeah. Today we watched Three, Three Musketeers. Musketeers. And we watched it today. Yeah, we did. Um, not the 2011 Three Musketeers. Uh, not the any other not the 1938 musketeers yeah there's a lot of versions of the three musketeers guys we're talking about the iconically classic disney staple yep 1993 good year contemporary art masterpiece yep what's it called three musketeers that's right and do not confuse it with the chocolate bar we did not sit at a table look at a chocolate bar for two hours that would have been good if we had if we had the three musketeers here although i'm not a fan of the three musketeers the fluff in the middle you don't like that it's got a it gives me a weird aftertaste really yeah i would much rather what have a snickers wow you like the texture of that i'm a snickers man nuts inside I love the nuts inside. You like the nuts inside? <laughs> hey. hey. No high fives. We're in quarantine. Six feet apart. Um, this is the Three Musketeers. And in case you still haven't figured out which one it is, I'll give you a little rundown of who it is starring. It is starring Chris O'Donnell. A.K.A. Robin. A.K.A. I, I don't know anything else. D'Artagnan. Oh, D'Artagnan. Yeah, of course. From this movie. Uh, it's also starring Oliver Platt. A.K.A. His name is Portos. Yeah. A.K.A. Harry Dude from Year One. Uh, also, a.k.a. Uh, the critic in Chef. That's right. And he was also in like Chicago at Ahmed. Uh, he's, but Oliver Platt, I was just saying before we started recording, I'm surprised how often Oliver Platt has come up in um, my life. Um, just showed up on your <laughs> doorstep like, hey, I'm Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Uh, Queefer Sutherland's also in this. Please don't call him that. I'm sorry, Queefer Sutherland. If you get mad at me for calling Queen Latifah Queef Laquifa, you cannot call the star of 24 Queefer Sutherland. That man has saved lives. No, his character <laughs> has saved lives. I've never been more upset with you. You're telling me that's not a reality show? 24? <laughs> it's not a documentary? I love the remake of 24 with Baby Ice uh, No, Ice Cube. No. Uh, is it regular Ice Cube or Baby Ice Cube? It's, I'm sorry. It's fake Dr. Dre. Fake? Oh, fake Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. From Six Underground. <laughs> Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Fake Dr. Dre from uh, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, yes, that guy. <laughs> uh, also starring as a religious ex-monk or pre-monk. Couldn't really figure out what it was. Uh, Charlie Sheen. If you were to say that to anyone that hasn't seen this movie, they'd be like, fuck out of here. In 1993, though, Charlie Sheen was doing everything he could. It's just what he is now. It's hard to believe that at the time he did a Disney film, Charlie well, Sheen. He did. He did everything, bro. Also, here's another curveball for you, kid. Throw it at me. Tim Curry. Crazy. Doing the most Tim Curry acting ever, bro. He is he, so th- villainous. This is up there with, I think, it. Not necessarily in memorabilia of character but yeah. in depth he put so much into cardinal richelieu yeah that you truly know him as this villain at least i do yeah i mean you and you watch this from a kid let me ask you yeah. what does this movie mean to you it, this movie means a, 
everything to me, okay? Yeah. Everything to me. Okay, me and my brother love this film. Your brother suggested this. He did suggest this. In fact, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, because it's fucking bonkers how many times he's texted me. <laughs> about this? Oh, about this movie. Um, but yeah, we used to watch this movie a lot. I remember recording it and having the VHS uh, like recorded from TV mm-hmm. on it. Uh, we watched it all the time. It was one of our favorite films because we loved Chris O'Donnell so much because he was Robin uh, and also D'Artagnan. So you saw Batman and Robin first and you were like, ooh, that's Robin and Robin's also in this movie. Yep. And, and then, then you ended up watching and then that. When we first came to San Francisco, uh-huh. we were coming out of this parking structure and there's all these like women in wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. And my whole family and we're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then there's like a dude in a wedding dress and we're like, what's going on here? And then we see this like um, trolley, like the SF, the San Francisco train cars yeah. in the middle of the street, but like not on one of the tracks and like on top is Chris O'Donnell and we realize they're filming a movie out here. They're making a movie and we and we came to find out that a couple years later that movie was called The Bachelor uh-huh. and it's where Chris O'Donnell is like voted the single the best single guy in America and so all these women want to marry him because he just was bequeathed all this money uh-huh. and uh so they, all these women want to marry him, and we saw we got to watch them film part of that movie. So now when you watch that scene in that movie, you were like, I was there. I know. How they faked this motherfucker. Have you ever seen any other scenes in movies being filmed? Uh, part of Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. We were walking, and then they're like, hurry up and pass. They're about to film a scene in here. Is that in the Bay Area? In San Francisco. What? I didn't even fucking know that. Yes. yes. I should have been there. Austin Scott was. Oh, he was an extra there. Shout out, Austin Scott. Uh, shout out. Shout, yeah, every <laughs> single time we say shout out now, we cannot say it quietly. It's a new thing, guys. Yeah. Uh, so Three Musketeers, guys. I skipped the itty bitty nitty gritty committee and jumped straight into the cast list because I want you to understand how much I love this film uh, <laughs> based on the actors. Yeah, you, you've definitely expressed to me that you, you've been wanting to do this for quite a while. It was one of the originals. And not to say like not to, not to say that I thought of it first, Matt, but I did. Um, <laughs> this was one of the original films when uh, we first came up with this idea for the podcast uh-huh. that I wanted to do. Because it is right in our wheelhouse. And by that, uh, my name is Alejandro, and I'd like to present the Itty Bitty Nitty Gritty Report. This is The Three Musketeers. It was released in 1993. It has a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes, or for the Melissa's out there, 105 American minutes. Uh, it has a rating of 6.4 out I'm of sorry. 10. American minutes. Yeah. Usually, I've been trying to get better at just letting you do the nitty gritty without interjecting because you, you sprinkle in some ridiculousness in there. What but are you talking about? American minutes? <laughs> yeah. I know when you say American dollars, that makes sense. Uh-huh. But American... Okay, keep going. <laughs> I don't see a problem. I see every problem with this. Americans invented time. No. Oh. No. Oh. Don't cause that war, man. Okay, just thinking. America. 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 28% on the Rotten Tomatoes, and a 43% on Metacritic. Christian Balzer Round. Would you like <laughs> to guess the percentage of Google users? 91%. Wait, really? That's 100% right. That is? Christian got Fuck it! Fuck yeah! I did not look. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at this. I'm flattered, but that's going really long. You're just singing for a really long time. Uh, it's called vamping. So <laughs> here's the synopsis. You're killing it. You're killing it, kid. <laughs> We're going to have so much editing out of this episode. Um, synopsis. Coming right at you. D'Artagnan. That's how you say it in French. Uh, D'Artagnan travels to Paris, hoping to become a musketeer. 
one of the French king's elite bodyguards. That's what a musketeer is. Wow. Only to discover that the corps has been disbanded by the conniving Cardinal Richelieu, who secretly hopes to usurp the throne. Fortunately, Athos, Porthos, and Aramis have refused to lay down their weapons and continue to protect their French king. D'Artagnan joins the rogues to expose Richelieu's plot against the crown and thus saves the king of France. Wow, quite a loaded synopsis. <sighs> I, 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 You're out of breath? It took me quite. It took everything out of me to say that. Hey, but you got you got through it, man, and I'm proud of you. Thank uh, you. It had a budget of American dollars. Is that okay for me to call classify them as American dollars? You could classify them as American dollars, my friend. Five hundred. I'm sorry, fifty three million of those. Almost fifty four wow. million of those. Okay, in 1993, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Disney oh, backing. I it. did it backwards. I am so sorry. That, oh, it made, that was how much it made. Can I guess how much it used then? Yeah, in that totally. case, it made. $54 million, pretty much. All right. It used uh, 15 million bucks. Well, no, no, no. Less than half of that, actually. $7 million. $7 million yeah, to make this Mostly movie. in Austria, a little bit in the UK. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fairly good film for the budget. I think it did a good job. Yeah. I mean, with Disney backing it, I think that it put its money into good places. It had a kill and cast. A uh, kill and cast. Kill and cast. Literally, a yeah. kill and cast. They were swiping and flipping. Yes, something I want to say about this movie mm-hmm. right off the bat right off is the that this is a PG version of Game of Thrones. You you said that to me. It is very lustful, drinking, sexual, swishy, sword fighting France. I don't think France yeah. was actually like that. You don't think so in that time? Um, I, I don't really know a lot about medieval France, but I can't imagine people were that clean. Yeah, probably. You know what we should do? We should go back in time. To that period in France right now, and we'll come back and we'll tell the baddies how it was. Well, so, here's my question. Here's my thing about that is I don't think we would know what the fuck to do if we went back to that time. And we, we would look so weird. We would, we would even, get hung. Oh, totally. People would be like, what the fuck is that? Because we wouldn't be able to speak to them. No. I bet you our English, if we even landed in England, our English wouldn't even be able to get us through. We would have so much slang. They would be speaking like Middle English, probably, and so we wouldn't even be able to understand most of their words. Yeah, no, we wouldn't survive a bit. So let's not travel back in time. No, if there's any time we could travel back in time to, it's maybe 1990. Anytime before that, we won't be able to talk. <laughs> you don't think we could survive in 1989? Because, like, because people would be like, what the fuck are you saying? And then in 1990, they'd be like, now I know what you're now saying. Now we get your slang. It's a new decade. It's a new age. And we'll tell them about 2020 and how great it's been so far. Stay home, baby boy. Um, uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah, man. Do you know, are you familiar with the classic story of the Three Musketeers? Not at all, just the chocolate. That's really sad. You should read more <laughs> classic literature. I should. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I have you here, because you inform me on classic literature. Yeah, the Three Musketeers is uh, based on a book, of course, written by a gentleman named. Uh, it's actually not even up here, if you'll notice. I'm just doing this from brain. Uh-huh. It's written by a gentleman by the name of Alexander Dumas, who's okay. a French man who is actually black. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So people are always like, black people don't bring anything to art. And it's like, wow, that's racist. But they brought us Three everything. Musketeers. Everything. There you go. Everything cool has been touched by a black person. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not vouch the same for Filipinos. Um, although, you did tell me earlier that... Yes, oh. Can you can you tell the listeners this fun fact about Filipinos? I would love Filipinos? for you to tell the listeners to All tell right, them this fun fact. All right, so <clears throat> let, let me see if I can articulate this well. This and if is you just, not, and I'll, I'll guide you through. Okay, this is just a fun fact Alejandro told me right before we hit record, and I wish we were recording. <laughs> but we were talking about how the Musketeers 
are essentially just soldiers yeah. that used muskets. Well, but not these musketeers. Just to bring it back into the movies, these musketeers never touched a musket. Nope, they just had rapier swords. And, like, tiny pistols. And sometimes tiny pistols that had knives attached <laughs> at the end of them. They had, like, James Bond gadgets. Yeah, Oliver Platt had James Bond gadgets. We'll get to that. We'll get to that, but first, here's this fun Filipino fact coming right at you. Hashtag so, Filipino fact. <laughs> fact spelled P-H. Filipinos yes. during the Spanish-American War. Correct. Americans were having such difficult uh, difficulties taking them down with the guns that they currently had. Correct. Their sidearms weren't strong enough. No, and it's because we Filipinos were hopped up on opioids. Uh, yeah, I think like meth, pretty much. On, on whatever meth was back in the day, uh, that we were just too hyped to Con- get taken down by these bullets. So, a Colt forty five was designed Mm -hmm. specifically. Not specifically. It was already designed, but it was used essentially to take It was first implemented in the Spanish-American War because Uh they were like, uh, we got to put these fuckers down. And Browning was like, I got it. Got it. Here's a Colt 45. (laughs) Uh I got a new kind of bullet for you and everything. And it was a big boy. So it's a Colt 45, a.k.a. the Filipino killer, which in essence sounds like a very badass name. But the Filipino killer, if you were a boxer... Yes. And you were a Filipino or like weirdly racist against Filipinos. That would be a pretty cool boxing nickname. Pretty much. Not for the Filipino not for the racist. <laughs> not for the second one. It was really cooler. I'm the Filipino killer. <laughs> They're like, sir, aren't you from Italy? Yeah, I know, no, no. I just hate Filipino people. Uh, <laughs> sir, we can't let you fight in this ring because Aww. you have a racial bias. I'm be the Filipino lover? Uh, Sure. Come on. Get up in here. Wow. You would fall for that? No, dude. You're it was a so fucking stupid. bit. You're so stupid. How come it's so hard to weave in and out of bits with you? Because like once once you find an opportunity to hop on like I anything know, I no, say no, no, no. to make I, me stupid. No way, bro. You are smart. Uh-huh. And pretty. Please keep going. And have a college degree. I'm thank you. One more. You have ten fingers. Can you compliment my car? No. Neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> Three musketeers, Oliver Platt. James Bond gadgets. We had put a little epitaph on that. We're going to come back to that now because I know everyone out there is like, oh, the baddies never go back to what they talk about. But here I am <laughs> going back to what I was talking about. Yeah, so And I'll tell you it. why. Oliver Platt can't suck it enough because he's doing such a great job not sucking in this movie. He is the coolest motherfucker in this film saying that he knows everyone and anyone. So when D'Artagnan, who is on this quest to become a musketeer, leaves his home after fighting a man, woman, boy, um, he runs into all three musketeers separately, which is weird because Cardinal Richelieu has hired one of the best like mercenaries to go after the three musketeers, these three in particular, and he can't find them anywhere mm-hmm. d'artagnan straight up finds one of them at the musketeer's house he's a musketeer magnet is he what's finds going another on. one in a bar getting drunk with like 10 women and a couple dudes uh, yeah. and then he also finds the third one banging someone else's husband yet praying on the bible so it's weird how he runs into all three of them without even trying even though this mercenary who is the best at his job can't find these three musketeers yeah it's weirdly odd and do you know what happens they he- all they all challenge him to a duel. Yeah, and, and perfectly timed. I believe it goes one, two, three. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's noon, one, and then two. Yeah, Queefer Sutherland wants to fight him at noon. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Porthos, a.k.a. Oliver Platt, a.k.a. James Bond of the French, a.k.a. 14th century uh, hunky. Oh, a hunky. He was a pirate, which is weird because I don't know if pirates were in the Caribbean at that time. So he might have just been like a Mediterranean pirate, which I doesn't understand the the rope weapon that he uses earlier oh uh, but yeah. we'll get to that in a second yes 
D'Artagnan. Yes. Um, he's so he has a itinerary, just an organized schedule to duel he's with all of them. Very hot headed. He comes out right off the bat, fucking with everybody. Like he he's gets ruining France. villages, dude. He's not just ruining villages. He's ruining relationships. He's just starting. Like he meets these people and is instantly like, "Are you in my way? Because I'll kill you." And everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Chill you know by out. saying that we have to duel now because this is 14th century France and we can't allow that kind of disrespect. Is he hot-headed? Because he's 100 hot-headed. Because bro. his dad passed away, he has no Ooh, like I, father I, figure to like really tell him how to be. I read it as angsty teen. I think he's supposed to be a teenager in this film. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Because at saying, one point they pass wine to Kiefer Sutherland and they're like, "None for you. You're too young." Okay, yeah, and he, Chris O'Donnell does look fairly young in this. He does, but he almost bangs that one chick who looks like. Like porno stepmom. Wait, oh, um, Lady, uh, Lady De Winter. Yeah, is that her name? And, and like, um, what does Kiefer Sutherland call her? Sebring. He calls her Chrysler Sebring. I, since I was not paying attention too much to her name, I'll go with Sebring. <laughs> it was like Sabin or something like that. Chrysler Sebring. Um, you notice in the beginning when they do call for all the musketeers to burn their shit or like yeah. cancel, they're like ripping off their capes. They must have been attacked by Velcro because you can kind of hear it like. And underneath all those capes. Fully dressed. Fully dressed in corduroy. There is so <laughs> much corduroy. Everyone it was here. very popular at that time. Yeah. Everyone looks like a 90s couch. Um, everyone who was in the main, the main three, uh-huh. four, excuse me, uh, were supposed to do six weeks of intense fencing and horseback training. And everybody did it except for Charlie Sheen. And I know what you're thinking. God, that's like Charlie Sheen, but it's not. Okay, uh, what he is was it? actually filming Hot Shot Parts Deuce, which I think is one of his best films. Okay, um, so it's for a good reason. Totally such a good reason. And uh, he still kills it as as Aramis. Did you like him in this? I loved everybody in this film. Actually, I love this film. I have no bad note. You don't think anyone was casted incorrectly? Uh, the king was a bit weird. I want to talk about the king real quick. <laughs> the king looked like a girl. To be specific, the king looked like Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder was actually offered the role of the queen in this oh, film. Oh, I was hoping that you said that she was offered the role of the king. And I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> they got her. They, they, they got, got her. a good stunt double. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I think he, he's an interesting choice. He's an Irish lad. Uh-huh. Um, and he was actually going to school in Austria uh, at the time of filming. So do you know this because you did research for the film prior to this podcast? Or yes. this is just you? Okay. So- I Yeah. Uh, it's not like you loved this film so much that you knew anything. No, I loved this film as a child. So it was just like, it was before I questioned things. Uh-huh. I watched this film and it was like, this is good film. This is, this is, this is good film. This is what <laughs> movies should be like, guys. I don't know why anybody wouldn't like this film. That's kind of how I was. No, it's a fun, it's a fun ride. You could watch it with your kids. They're going to be too young to really understand the subtle sexual innuendos in But here. as an adult, you can, it's like Shrek. You know, like the kids, it goes over the kids' heads, but the adults can still yeah. have a good laugh. Yeah. Ooh, perfect, perfect for both. Yeah, Shrek definitely did it the best. Mm-hmm. And this movie, not quite. Um, I thought you were defending this movie. <laughs> I love this film. Do you? Oh, but not quite in the sense that it, it got, is yeah. kind of forward. Because some of the sexual humor was a bit forced, especially now with the Me Too movement, which, yeah. I, which, Puts a, a, a lens on everything now, good or bad. It's not for me to say or for me to judge, but uh, it puts a lens on everything. And, yeah. and by that, the scene where they're trying to teach Chris O'Donnell how to hit on bar wenches, that I believe they call was it the act of crazy. They're, first of all, they are all practicing their moves on one girl. I and. I was thinking, are they about to gangbang this chick? Because, first of all, Oliver Platt is saying, first, you've got to 
show her with your first kiss that you're not weak and it like smooches her real hard. And then afterwards, Charlie Sheen walks like, up to the you got to use your words. And then tells her this beautiful Shakespearean poem. Correct. And then he starts kissing her. And you think Chris O'Donnell's up next to bat. He's like, all right. But I'm, he turns around and he goes up to this other woman and he fucks up a poem that he's trying to recite because he just saw Charlie Sheen successfully do it. And uh, he ends up kissing her anyway. That was a bit of a forced kiss. I didn't like it. She didn't consent to it. Um, I have a question. Have you noticed that in <laughs> 90s films... No one consents? Uh, that, but also when they kiss, they just lock lips and they don't keep smooching... But they just kind of move their heads and leave their lips locked. Have you seen that? Yeah, in I have. Old and I thought films? that's how people kissed for a long time. Really? Yeah, you know, you don't know when you're a kid. Was that your first kiss? What was that your was, first kiss? Well, uh, uh, no, you don't have to do any names. You don't even have to go into great detail, I, although it'd be much appreciated. No, I don't. It was. I must have been a truth or dare scenario. I know who it was, but I don't want to say. Because uh-huh. you know who you can who tell me afterwards. Is. Definitely, when the mics are not on. Uh huh. Um, truth or dare will like spin the bottle type no, 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 of truth no, or dare. No, straight up truth or dare. So other people saw it. No, we went. We went around the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, three musketeers. Oh wow, you're kind of embarrassed about this story. I really want to know afterwards. Okay, back to the movie though. So yeah, this fucking movie. Um, Do you have any big big things you want to say now? Because I have a little bit of a new segment that I want to try with you. Dude, no, let's just go straight into the new segment. Okay, this segment is called Call My Brother. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, guys? So we're going to try this shit Do out. I call my brother? Uh, no, but I'm going to call <laughs> my brother because he loves this film. And we're going to see if we can get him onto the air and see what he said. I'm going to turn the volume up here. Um, and if this sucks, we'll just cut it all out. And we won't tell him. He'll just find out when we publish. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry, I have my headphones. Oh, okay. That's cool, dude. We're so we're so proud of you putting on your AirPods, bro. That's so cool. Are you trying to flex on us that you have I AirPods? AirPods I lost my AirPods. That's embarrassing. Hey, so we have you on the air right now. We're recording currently. We are live, and we are about half an hour into an episode about the Three Musketeers. And thank you so much for helping us um, pick this film. You're welcome. Uh, I went in briefly how much this film meant to us as children and how we watched it constantly on VHS. And I said probably because he was Robin, Chris O'Donnell was Robin, is the reason why. Or do you have a, a more, a better reason as to why we watch this film so much? I, I think that's 100% the reason. You know, I mean, he was You're Robin, like, I'm trying to see Robin. Badass. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely a fun film. Do you, do you have any major thoughts about it I, I don't know did you watch the film recently because you suggested it about a week ago and it seemed like you had just finished yeah, watching I watched, it i watched it about a week ago on, on disney plus and uh you know it's just one of the, one of the first things i thought is like this would be perfect for for your show uh things that stick out i mean the glitter sword uh, that's right the glitter. there's a glitter sword <laughs> you know it's like his father's sword that's supposed to be like this, this treasured item and i'm like why is it covered in glitter <laughs> And it's so fancy. Um, it, it, the handle's ridiculous. Apparently, Chris O'Donnell kept his sword at the end of the filming of this film. I'd keep it, too, if I had my own. No, well, I, well, I would have tried to keep that sword. I mean, that was the coolest Three Musketeers sword that there was. Did you watch this um, with your kids? I mean, the, the powerhouse of everybody was just amazing. Matt, did you watch this with the kids? 
I tried. They lost interest. Yeah. They lost interest? I feel like this would be a, a big hit with the kids. You, you think so? I mean, sword fighting and, and, and gun shooting. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's not a cartoon, so... I guess so. It's not Pokemon. Damn, it's not Pokemon. Do you have a a best person on set award, Matt? Best person on set award, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Tim Curry. I just hated him when I was a kid. Like I just thought like he was just the best villain. Uh, we did say this is one of Tim Curry's best. So hated him in the sense that he was doing a great job at making us hate him. Yeah. Yeah, he did such a good job, and like I, you know, I had no when we're kids, I had no idea of like how movies should go, and all I knew was that this guy was a bad guy. He was a piece of shit, dude. He was a cardinal that was trying to get it in with everybody. Uh, and then like everybody, when he does the part when he's like, "I'm gonna take the throne and the queen by my side," and she's like, "I would rather die," and he's like, "That can be arranged." That is one of the scariest deliveries of any. That was line. actually really good. That's a great delivery. Oh man, that was that was classic. I mean, there's so many good parts in the movie, right? I mean, there's so many, uh, so many good quotes from that movie, and just the fact that Charlie uh, Sheen's a man of God is just uh, amazing. Looking what, back now, what do you mean? Do you mean uh, that Charlie Sheen isn't a man of God? I mean, you know, not 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 like he would like he would, like in the scene in the beginning when he would introduce him, he's like, "You're married." Charlie Sheen would not care if she was married. <laughs> yeah, but he's not Charlie Sheen. He's Aramis, <laughs> which I think it's a crazy contrast that Charlie Sheen is playing the most religious guy. He's doing the sign of the cross every Constantly. single time someone dies. The, the cross saves his life. I mean, he it does. Saved by the cross. Yeah. Saved by the cross. Uh, save. Yeah. He was supposed to be Portos originally. That was going to be the character he wanted to play. I don't know Portos. I mean, I thought that was casted perfectly. I mean, Oliver was, Platt does a great job. He was my favorite. He yeah, favorite he's funny. Character, I think. Of course. Of. So I was going to ask you, of the three Musketeers, who who do you think you are? Do you think you're Porthos? Well, I could think I was Porthos. I mean, I, I just think I, I, he's, got, he's so, so, so quick-witted. I think, and, uh, I think that works because I would think that uh, if you're Porthos, uh, then Christian would probably be the man of God. He would be, be Aramis. I guess that's my name. And yeah. then I would be Athos because I'm the leader. No, don't. No, Why? you are not Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. Is it, is, it, is it because you're the leader or is it because like, you're an asshole? Because honestly... Hmm. You're an asshole. Like, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's not an asshole. He, he, has oh, so he got much his on wife his killed, Okay, quote unquote. Okay, well, we have it. Matt, we're going to let you go. We got a little bit more to go about about Kiefer Sutherland. But uh, any last thoughts about the movie before I let you go? I think that everybody, if you haven't seen it, you should see it because the remake or whatever the, that, that newer... 2011 like, the one with like the flying not, airships yeah and not to mention uh you know having a i can't remember Ron stewart king and who's, who's the other guy i mean they, that soundtrack was, was amazing if Classic if you say so soundtrack. if you say so matt all right buddy i'll talk to you later all right thanks guys all, all right matt i love you thanks buddy. for the suggestion dude All right, we'll probably cut that out for time. Um, what? Uh, so <laughs> it's gonna be funny if we just keep it in, and you ha- having you say that. Okay. Well, that part we'll have to cut out. Though. Damn it! <laughs> wow, way to keep a joke funny, bro. Fuck! They, learn you, they teach you how to do that at Killer Joke University. You 
joke killing motherfucker. That's a terrible joke right there. Uh, killing joke university. <laughs> it's an old school joke right there. So you don't think that I'm the Kiefer Sutherland? Nah, dude. Of the three of us, and Matt and Otis are interchangeable in the third person. You're the guy. I'm Porthos then. No, you're the guy that keeps chasing D'Artagnan and failing. Fuck you. D'Artagnan! I'm either Keeler Sutherland or Chris O'Donnell. I'm not going to be man boy woman. <laughs> dude, I thought that was a girl at first. I, I My whole life thought that was a girl. When they were first fighting in the beginning, I thought they were play fighting. I thought it was a joke and they were just calling <laughs> each other names and they were actually friends. This whole movie, okay, this time watching it. Yeah. I will say, you can clearly see that this movie is based on a seventh grade English paper. Yeah. Like, all the scenes are just barely touched on. And it makes me want to read the actual literature uh-huh. uh, to see how more in-depth the these connections actually go. How much they translated onto the film. Because I bet you, a lot of sex in that book. I bet. This was Disney-fied. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I said, this was so close to being an episode of Game of Thrones. Like, when he wakes up uh, in the bed with that chick... So much bosom. And you see, the camera is in pure, her in her boobs. It's, it's a, in her boobs. It's a porno POV of the woman. It's a GoPro just stuck in her cleavage. I don't like when POV switch to the woman's point of view in sex in pornos. I hate that. I hate it. You're like, go back. <laughs> I'd rather have the camera cut to the guy's face than have it switch to the girl's point of view because I don't want to see it from the girl's. Have point you seen of view. the videos where they're? two angles like there's the main camera angle and, and like in the corner in the corner yes i always imagine that the one in the corner they didn't tell the guys about like it's, just that's like, the secret camera, the camera. <laughs> until it was like published on a porn hub and you're like what the fuck <laughs> where did they get that angle they didn't even know there was a camera i thought that was a vase how weird would it be if you're if one day you're on Pornhub and then i'll send you saw a video of you and it's like dumb idiot on vacation bang slut and it's like that's me i'll look at how many views it got <laughs> and i'd read the comments <laughs> and then and then it's got two <laughs> you no one likes it who uploaded it one, it. one down thumb Bad lighting and everything. <laughs> Comments, this sucks. I didn't even watch it. Where's the audio? <laughs> oh, man. Do you, Christian Balls or Square, have a best person on set award? My best person on set award goes to Kiefer Sutherland. I think he did a killing job. That's mine. That's, that's my, yours? No, that's not my best person on set award, but that's my guy. That's your guy. If I was a, if I was a three musk. Now you're just you can't just fine. Elect then I want to be then that. I want to be D'Artagnan then. Okay, you be D'Artagnan. I can imagine you being D'Artagnan. Cool, but you're definitely not Kiefer Sutherland. Why are you gonna say that? <laughs> you could work your way up to be Kiefer. Okay, fine. You want to be Kiefer? Is no, that gonna no, make you stop no, pouting? No. Okay. My you be- could be no, D'Artagnan. No, leave it. I'm D'Artagnan. Okay. My best person on title award is the. Cardinal Richelieu, <laughs> Tim no, Curry. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want it to be Tim Curry. That's 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 cheap. Okay, then then change it. I want to change it. I had that written down, but then Matt picked Cardinal Richelieu as his, and that's just I can't. But it's not not a bad choice. It's not a bad choice. Yeah, all of his reasons are the same reasons why I had Chris, or I'm sorry, uh, Tim Curry as my mm-hmm. best person on set award. Um, but when I was a child, I wasn't allowed to like the Red Ranger because he liked the Red Ranger. So I had to switch to the lame Blue Ranger until the Green Ranger came out. And then Matt was like, oh, no, now I like the Green Ranger. And I was like, no way. I want to like the Green Ranger because he's new now. And Matt's like, no, I like the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger. So fine. He gets the Green Ranger and then the Green Ranger fucking dies. And guess who comes back? The fucking White Ranger. So dips on the White Ranger. the same person? The- no, he's different. He's Still the same Tommy. Person, he's and so I got to feel like being cool and like the new Power Ranger. But by that time, Matt was over Power Rangers and it was just lame. So here's my thing. Best person on set award. Tim Curry. Wow. There you go. I'm glad that you were able to 
talk it out with yourself. <laughs> this for is the best two therapy. Minutes. Having this podcast is the best therapy. I have saved hundreds of dollars on my therapy. Well, sessions. I'm like your therapist. No, no, no. Just talking it is. out. Just making <laughs> making someone listen to what I have to say is the best therapy. Just forcing people to put headphones and force my voice deep into their brains. Hey, sit down. Put on these headphones. Turn that laptop on and publish this for hundreds of people to listen to. Yeah, maybe hundreds. Hopefully hundreds. I say dozens. Maybe tens. I think dozens. Maybe my mom. Not even. My mom. For sure. Yeah. Actually. This one, Matt will download this one. Yeah, he'll, well, he he knows he's on it. He's gonna, Not unless we cut him. Not unless we cut it. <laughs> Sorry, be, Matt. I oh, can't wait to cut that bitch out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You can follow us at uh, ICBTB Podcast. You can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. And you can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. On Apple Podcasts. And you can find everything you need on ICBTB.com. Or if you want to be very tedious and type in the entire thing, it also works at ItCan'tBeThatBad.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I we paid for both of those domains. so Yeah, so please put our money to good use. Or give us yours. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.